A very common type of TCPA suit is one that arises from a consumer entering a wrong phone number on a web form. This is a real problem for callers who have no real way of detecting whether the number is valid or not although some vendors do exist that help with this sort of thing. When they attempt to make outreach to the consumer they believe provided the consent they can end up calling the wrong person which, in turn, can lead to a massive class action. Just ask this guy. Well in Balak v. RentBeforeOwning.com, 2022 WL 7320045, CD California October 11, 2022, the defendant decided to move to dismiss a TCPA class action alleging that it had texted the wrong number. The defendant's argument was something you might see in 2014. Because it had the consent of somebody the intended recipient of the text it doesn't matter that the text reached the wrong person. Unfortunately the intended recipient approach to the called party consent definition has gone the way of the young sea river dolphin, and is no longer viable. Accordingly the court made short work of the defendant's motion. Defendant argues that the text messages submitted by plaintiff as part of the fact demonstrate that defendant had been given express written consent to contact the cell phone number at issue. The fact includes screenshots of several text messages received by plaintiff. The message in the first screenshot reads Thank you for signing up for property alerts. DKT. 17 to 1 at 2. The message in the second reads Good morning, Harry. Search for properties in 74063 now. ID. Several of the messages also include the language reply help for help, stop to stop. ID. At 6 to 7, 9 to 12. Defendant does not dispute either that plaintiff's name is not Harry, or that she does not reside within the area of zip code 74063. However, defendant argues that these messages reflect that they were directed to a person who had signed up for defendant services. Defendant also argues that plaintiff continued to receive messages, but did not elect to opt out notwithstanding that some of the messages provided that opportunity. Defendant argues that, for these reasons, the messages demonstrate that defendant had obtained consent to send them to the cell phone at issue. Defendant's argument is unpersuasive. To demonstrate prior express invitation or permission, the FCC regulations require evidence of a signed, written agreement. 47 CFR section 64.1200 C, 2. The screenshots do not constitute such a signed agreement between plaintiff and defendant nor do they demonstrate that there was a voluntary two-way communication between plaintiff and defendant that would constitute an established business relationship. 47 CFR section 64.1200 F, 5. Plaintiff alleges that she did not consent to receive those text messages or any communication from defendant. Fact Pilcrow 20. The identification of a recipient by a different name in the text messages does not contradict this allegation. Thus, this allegation is sufficient to state the claim that plaintiff did not provide prior permission for the communications. For what it's worth, the court also determined allegations of residential usage of a cell phone are sufficient to state a claim. As I reported yesterday, the Ninth Circuit just imposed a presumption of residentialness with respect to cell numbers on the DNC, just awful, so, yeah, have fun with that, paw world.